This is officially the first episode, and I am so excited to get this ball rolling. I'm excited to have conversations with our guests, conversations with you about all things sex and love. I talk about sexual health education and relationship health education at a local university, and so I do tend to have these discussions in like group settings with college students about just different topics like how to help out someone in your life who's experiencing domestic violence or what makes a healthy sexual experience. You know, we just sit and talk about things like that. I'm super excited to expand these conversations in other parts of my life, bringing it um, outside of more class settings and just having conversations with people and sharing them with you and being able to talk through social media about these things. I also taught and created this class that was 10 weeks long at a university. It was called Porn Generation. And we basically looked at uh, porn use, modern internet porn, in a outlook that involves public health sociology, psychology, and really like questioning this thing that is very prevalent in our life and just asking questions about that. We're totally going to be talking and going more in depth with all of those things about pornography on this podcast. We're also going to be talking about um, healthy communication. We'll talk about open relationships. We'll talk about queerness. We'll talk about BDSM and kink. Like we're really going through a full scope of sex and love, communication, relationships, all of these things. And I'm so freaking excited. The reason why I wanted to start this project in the first place, like I said, was to kind of bring it outside of just the physical place that I'm at and being able to connect with more people. But other than that, why I'm even interested in sexual health and relationship health education is just really what I have observed throughout my life so far. You know, I've always been sexually open. Uh, I was never really, like, opposed to talking about sex and love. You know, it really, like, entertained me. I got a kick out of it. Um, I would make so many sex jokes in high school. Like, you know, I was just, like, it was just entertaining to me. It was something that was very interesting. So, you know, someone once told me that we might as well call research me search. And it's totally true. You know, what I'm researching and interested in having educational conversations about has to do with something that was like relevant to my life. I was always like entertained and fascinated by sex and relationships and the psychology of it all. You know, I've always been a questioner too. you know, just observing and Uh, things around me and just, you know, having questions about it. And, you know, as I, you know, went from like high school to early 20s, like during that journey, I've observed a lot of people in my life being in toxic relationships. You know, you just there there's casual toxicity in relationships nowadays. Um, And, you know, it was very hurtful to me to see that these people don't know that they're in unhealthy relationships. 
They don't know that they're acting in an unhealthy way or being treated in an unhealthy way. So, you know, I began to question that and I'm like, wait, why? If we just talked about this, like people would know their worth more and how to be treated and what's okay uh, to be said to you and done to you. And that has to do with, um, you know, what we talk about in my porn generation class and a few segments that we'll have on this podcast about porn, you know, um, uh, what is media and TV shows, reality TV, pornography, what is it teaching us to expect in sex? Um, you know, if you're watching porn online and there can be a video that's like 30 minute long blowjob, right? Like, you know, that's not uncommon to see. And so I'm wondering, like, does that create expectations in people to, you know, perform like that? Are there people who are giving 30 minute long blowjobs that are maybe uncomfortable and painful? Are they just going through it because they think they're supposed to because that's what they see on the Internet? You know, it's things like that that I've just really like questioned in my life. Um, And I really want to bring it this conversation to people so we can talk about it and just like change some shit that's kind of annoying. Like I'm tired of people being in situations that they don't want to be in or not knowing how to handle their emotions. You know, what's the proper way to tell your partner how you're feeling and what's the proper way to respond? You know, Um, it's, there's, there's a lot with sex and love and that's why we're here. There's so much to talk about. I'm really excited to be having these conversations about sex and love and an intersectional way. And by intersectional, I mean, we're not just looking at sex and love in the one mainstream stereotypical way of how we see sex and love. We're going to be talking about queerness and polyamory and kinks and um, disability, religion. We're looking at how backgrounds influence sex and love. You know, we have to look at everything to question these two topics, sex and love. Like there's so much more branching out of that. And it fascinates me and it really is related to a lot of our lives, I feel like. Um, You know, we either have experience with sex and love or we don't. Even if someone hasn't experienced sex at all or like, a romantic relationship at all. They still have stuff to say and share and feel about sex and love. And I'm really excited to have these broad, diverse conversations together. You know, besides just like the fascination and questioning that I've had of people in my life and what I've seen them say or do regarding sex and love, I also like have my own experiences where I know that they could have been prevented if I were to be given comprehensive education. And I think the problem maybe with using the word education is I'm not saying a week class in ninth grade. I'm saying that this should be a normal conversation that's just discussed throughout life. For example, when we talk about like modern sex and how we see sex, We see it on billboards. We see it in cologne commercials. We see it um, on YouTube, on Instagram, um, again, on Pornhub. Like all these things are kind of shaping how we see sex. For cologne commercials, it's like 
to have this like sexy woman, like I'm now powerful with my cologne and my sexy woman, you know, that's like showing groups of people who are men how to behave and expect in sex. And that's showing how to, how women should behave and act in sex, you know, I'm this object of admiration and attention. You're buying this cologne because I'm so hot and my legs are so shiny and smooth and my hair's flowing in the perfect way. You know, it makes us feel like shit if we don't look like that. Or it makes us, you know, really seek that, seek that in our own lives. And these are like, just my thoughts and I'm really curious to hear what other people's thoughts are like will I ask this same question to one of our guests and they'll be like oh no like I never really like let that influence I didn't really care I never really looked or compared myself to those views of women you know that's not how I feel but I like to know if there's other people who feel opposite from me or slightly different from me And it'll be cool for all of us to, you know, have these conversations and listeners to listen in and kind of, you know, open up our scope of how we think about sexuality and how we think about love and relationships. You know, another thing about porn that I want to see if other people feel the same way as me is like as I was growing up, I was an adolescent. My illustration of sex was porn. Um... And to me, it made it seem like, you know, when we're talking about men and women and just heterosexual scenes, um, it a lot of times seems like the woman is there just to be a source of pleasure. And for me, it showed that it doesn't really matter if you're feeling uncomfortable physically or emotionally, mentally, like if you're in this sexual situation, like you're going to commit to it and you're going to do like a great job, perform well, you know, be in four different poses for 20 minutes each, which is possible and fun sometimes, but sometimes it's not. But I feel like it makes it harder to oppose a situation and say no to a situation when you feel like, oh no, like this is how it's supposed to be. It's okay that I feel uncomfortable. Like it's fine. It doesn't matter. And this example and conversation that I'm having is specific to like mainstream heterosexual porn. Um, In the podcast, we're going to be talking about that as well as how porn and sex is portrayed for gay, lesbian, trans porn. We'll also look at ethical porn, also called feminist porn. And just like the different dynamics of how sexuality is portrayed depending on gender, race, sexual orientation, all these things, like how it shows up differently in porn and therefore does it influence differently in our day-to-day actual life. I feel like when our view of sex is only really portrayed in media forms, you know, there's like a director involved, like it's all picture perfect it's really not showing us that there's way more to sex than just showing up and fucking and leaving you know there's way more conversations to be had there's way more introspective thinking to be had of what are you okay with what are your harsh boundaries um because we see sex um 
in porn, for example, where, you know, there's positions switching, you know, just cutting from one position to the other. It's missing that entire part that is essential for us to know about, um, you know, the conversation that should be had between two positions, like, oh, how are you doing? Or like, um, do you want to do this? It's okay if you don't want to, you know, those types of conversations, we don't see it. And it doesn't necessarily need to be porn's job to teach us that. But with all this sexuality everywhere, we need to be teaching the other side of it as well, the communication side. So that's what I'm like, super, super passionate about doing. Um, I really feel like, you know, as our exposure to sex has risen, our exposure to sexual education has not risen, and we need to catch up, you know. I, of course, have so much more to say about all of this, which is why there's an entire podcast series um, that will go through all of these topics on my own and with guests to be notified of when the next episodes come out. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Sex Talk Love Talk Podcast. And if you ever have any recommendations, uh, questions, or you want to be a guest on the show, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email, sextalklovetalk at gmail.com. I'm so excited to get this all started, have these conversations with you. We've got a lot more in store. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Bye.